0: Welcome to the Racking Focus podcast. Today, the guys are watching A Quiet Place 2. Do it again. But from our from our living room. Can we say the that? Theater, yes, you got to say it. All right, so so today the guys watched Quiet Place 2, but they couldn't watch it in a the theater. Wonder how they saw it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Too. Hi.
1: Welcome to the Racking Focus podcast. Today, the guys watched A Quiet Place 2. They couldn't watch it in theaters. I wonder how they watched it. Can I back up to your
2: talk? Yes, goodbye. You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard,
0: and I'm John Doyle, and we're uh, in a alternative reality today because <laughs> when we walked to our AMC theater to watch A Quiet Place Two a man stuck his head out of the theater and told us
2: <laughs> he told us there was a chemical spill and that the theater was closed it was like there it was it was like there was some awful thing that happened or like a villain came in and like fell into a vat of chemical liquid or something stupid. And and no one else could Nobody go in. else knew. But there's no signs on the doors. No. And like we had digital tickets and we didn't even get a notification.
0: But it does say now on the AMC app that the theater is closed. But there were people still watching movies in there. because We left
2: 10 minutes later. And as I'm driving out, I see people leaving the theater out the exit door. Like it's not even like it was that it must not have been that bad. I don't know what the problem was.
0: It's fascinating, but it did pose us an interesting dilemma.
2: Yes, yeah, so we found an alternate way to watch this film. Um, we're not going to share how or, or where or all but, of that. But, but we, we did get to watch it. We got to watch it in 1080p, wasn't in 4K on a giant screen, but it was still. I still really enjoyed it here. But and that, it was probably almost better to watch it here than it is to watch it in a theater filled with other people.
0: Potentially. I, let's just say right up front we like this, and if you have not, seen the film yet we're going to be talking spoilers throughout so you might want to go watch it and we would suggest you go watch. yeah it. go watch it if yeah. you need to find an alternate source because your theater has closed <laughs> <a> chemical spill
2: <laughs> we i mean you and i thought for a while that these guys at amc were just trying to get off work a little bit and it telling people so it was sketchy. closed yeah it didn't feel it if there was something fishy about it but uh yeah anyway Spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen this film, definitely go watch it before listening. If you haven't seen the first one, definitely go watch that before you watch this one, or you're gonna be really, really lost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: This is a this is a true follow on sequel.
2: This is it almost doesn't even feel like a sequel. It feels like a just a part two.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: This this truly Great. feels like you could watch part one and part two as one entire film and it would feel totally okay.
0: I think you're right. Yeah, you just dump out of the last moments yeah. of well literally you
2: could put these two these yeah. two movies into premiere and export them as one giant timeline <laughs> and it would probably be fine so anyway uh i i really liked it i was sitting on the edge of my seat i shifted positions on my couch multiple times uh and and i only do that if i'm like antsy about whatever's happening on screen and i was i was stressed Throughout almost the whole movie,
0: yeah, I, th- I think it's relentless, right? There's only a few moments of, yeah, of calm, and even those moments of calm exist to some extent to set up the later suspense.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and uh, those moments of calm really only exist when the two people or the whoever is talking to each other. I don't think conversation really happens between more than two people in this film. Otherwise, it gets a little too rowdy if that were the, you know, three people would be mm-hmm. a crowd of people talking uh, and they mostly talk in whispers. So. Every every conversation, if they're having a conversation, they need to clarify for the audience like, OK, hey, no, we're fine to talk in a whisper because there's whatever, 30 feet of concrete or something like that above us. And the, the monster has to be right over us to, to hear us. So. They do, they do give us a break, which I I like. But it does; it still sets up, it still sets up the story. I have to say that John Krasinski is a great filmmaker.
0: Uh, agreed, a hundred percent.
2: And I really want to see what he does outside of this genre, specifically outside of. I'm gonna say the gimmick of the no noise, even though it's not a gimmick because it is completely motivated by the story right. in this sense. So it's not a gimmick, but it is still this. If he moved to another film and just kind of picked up a new kind of gimmick or gag to kind of go with, I want to see him just do a straight, like a straight drama or some, you know what I mean? Something like I want same the same reason I want to see Christopher Nolan do something that doesn't involve time. I want to see what he can do when he's not trying to do some kind of high level concept you
0: yeah know? I mean he's got a couple of other films but they're does he okay yeah there's one called the hollers from 2016 hmm. that is actually reasonably close the other ones are, are way back okay they're they're old so um, well I, I I'm we sure see. that
2: we're going to see more from him in the future I I would imagine that we won't just see him in front of the screen but we'll see him behind camera uh, a lot more as as time moves on. Um, especially yeah, I mean, after these two films,
0: and he's a captivating actor too. I mean, yeah, mean yeah, you know, yeah. He's really compelling as an actor on screen. Yeah.
2: Well, in, in a variety of roles, right? I mean, whether it's comedy in The Office or it's action in, you know, Jack Ryan on Amazon right. Prime, like he is. I love watching John Krasinski do do some work.
0: So. And we can see here that the you know the directing really just crystal clear. Yeah. And we can talk about some details of that if you want, but yeah, absolutely.
2: But yeah. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, he's I mean, he's an incredible filmmaker, I think. Uh, and this is I mean, this is a perfect film. I mean, both of these films, part one and part two are perfect films to watch if you are starting out and want to study filmmaking, because this is all show don't tell. This is all like, how can we how can we uh, how can we provide information without saying it? You know, how can we tell the audience what's happening without saying it? Case in point, the alarm on the on the watch to to they never tell us that like okay we need to set this we need to set this watch alarm up so that we don't run out of oxygen um we know when to open this door you know at first i thought at first i thought it was that they set this alarm up so that they knew when the monster was going to be away that the monster only hangs around for three minutes and then they did it again i realized okay it's for the oxygen in that space yeah
0: and the idea is that's part of what makes the show don't tell interesting right because without the Without it being shoved down your throat, yeah, you, you you are experiencing it with them, like you're learning. Yeah, so well, I'm learning with the characters right. who are
2: experiencing it for the first time, and
0: it also gives us a sense of how smart characters are, mm-hmm. right? So, like one of the things that you we see quickly is, uh, like we learn two things about that cell that they're in, that whatever boiler, yeah, room thing, yeah, and and we learn very quickly that you know the that number one, you have to shut it a certain way to be able to open it. And number right. two, there's an oxygen issue, right? Because yeah. it's completely sealed, which means it's soundproof, which makes yeah. perfect sense.
2: And that sets up the suspense of, if you don't shut it the right way, you are going to suffocate in this room.
0: Right, exactly. And so, but we but we see Reagan go in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when she goes into, to, am I right about that? Am I, am I right about Karen? Uh, yes. yes. Um, we see Reagan go in and... She immediately knows to hit that alarm, yeah, without having been told. Well, and
2: pull the towel up, over right? The... She
0: she's got that. Whereas her brother, who is rash, not as thoughtful, mm-hmm. um, doesn't in in he he doesn't think like, and we see he doesn't think throughout. Like he is
2: opening scene. He's set up from of right. of of the kid who can't stay calm. He needs to breathe. He needs to relax at the base. Whether it's a baseball game or right. it's you know, elsewhere in the field. Right? Let's
0: talk about that opening. So I, I, what do you think about that opening sequence and how it, played? I mean, I
2: like that they provided context to like the initial attack, right. That they, that they gave some backstory. Um, it needed to happen for, um, killing Murphy's character. Right. To, uh, to exist with these other characters. I mean, it set up the entire, um, is es- water escape, you know, like it, that, that, I mean that that water escape wouldn't have paid off as well right, if absolutely. Killian Murphy didn't remember back a 474 days ago right to when he learned how to sign the word dive
0: and, and we get again this thing that Krasinski does with the, this particular film it switches from close to wide suspense mm-hmm. and so when we open up that sequence um, we get that long tracking shot of him walking all the way to the game, like it's just well, clever, even, slick filmmaking.
2: Even before that, it was, it was, it was so quiet and so calm, no, absolutely. That I'm like, did an attack already happen mm-hmm. in this space? But it looks totally fine. Like, what is going on here? And
0: we're hearing noise in places, right? We're hearing yeah. that that back noise. And the, well, we can, we'll talk, let's talk about the use of sound later. Sound, we'll just a, talk yeah, about that's the a beginning. whole. That's a whole. So whole talk. the the walkthrough. I mean that that whole sequence right between the sound and the really gorgeous camera work, the the check-in with the dog, like there's all sorts of things Mm -hmm. along that route Mm -hmm. um, that get us there and we like him, right? And we miss him. yeah. And so what a great way to start the film by making us again fall into a position where we're back with him and we know we're gonna lose him. So the stakes are raised for us. Right. right. Um not for him in that moment, but for our emotional stakes are raised, you know well,
2: yeah, well, and you you're seeing family rely on him too, and you can see just how smart he is mm-hmm. um and you can you can understand it it really gave us context of how these guys these this family right. survived Survive. for That's so right. long when mm-hmm. no when other people didn't uh because right off the bat he. He is telling people to be quiet. He's making all the right moves. He's, I mean, he's the first guy at the baseball game to get up and move his family along. Yep. Everybody else followed suit. Right. Uh, so he is, he's on top of it. I don't know what his background is or anything like that, but whatever it is, I mean, he's, he's a smart, he's a smart guy. Uh, and we saw him, I mean, we, we know that from, from the previous film already. But to be but,
0: reminded and to experience it again mm-hmm. puts, sets a context for the piece Yeah, and to do it with. Long tracking shots, and then with these wide shots of the field, yeah, where we where we have the opportunity to to not be sure when that attack's going to happen, because once we know he's yeah. there, it says day one, right? We, we know it's know happening. We know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And so those wide shots become a fascinating way to create suspense because in the close up you know the thing's going to happen, right? In the wide, you don't have any idea. And there's no there's no place for the being to hide in that wide shot, and right? so you like, can't be prepped for it in the way you get prepped in yeah. later in the film, right? Um, and he still pulls the rug out, but later in the film, when you're not sure something's going to happen, and then there's that spectacular use of sound and the mm. the ship or whatever crashing down onto the planet, yeah, uh, onto Earth, and the pace of it, it, that slow, like yeah,
2: it's legitimately an alien invasion film, right? Like this. They, or an
0: alien whatever. I mean, whatever I'm not even did. sure we understand what's going on because they don't really eat the people, right? Like, they just are no, murdering. No, they're just, like, hunting people, right? Right. Like they just
2: kill. They just kill.
0: And, we don't, and they're not good with water. Like, what a dumb planet to but, come but, to <laughs> Yeah, you, what an awful can't planet. swim. Right, 70% water,
2: and you've landed on this pl- This is, like, the worst planet to pick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so... I mean, well, I mean, Signs, the same thing. Sorry. Sure, it's just Signs. If you
2: haven't seen Signs, it's but, been out since... But that's, <laughs> like, the that movie... I read a theory, though, the other day, right, that that, that the people, uh, these guys think that uh, <laughs> that M. Night's wrong about his own movie and that he didn't create a, a, Signs isn't an alien film. It's a demon film. Okay. And that that water is holy water, and it makes a lot more sense connecting that to Mel Gibson being this priest who's fallen away from right. faith. And I'm like, okay, I'll never watch Signs the same way ever again when I, if I think about these beings but that's being a, demons. It's a so,
0: lot better because aliens who would come to our planet to yeah. conquer and die from water, water. it's so stupid not yeah. smart whereas here it's like they just can't swim so like they're screwed right. whatever well and
2: it's possible that those aliens also just they're maybe their ship wrecked right whatever. over over earth and now they're just here and
0: but it's, whatever it, whatever it is <laughs> it doesn't matter like again it's a show don't tell they're they're yeah. simply dangerous
2: well and, right? and and our people don't know why they're there right because there's no, no communication right. between the two species so it, it doesn't again it doesn't matter Like we don't need to know. We just need to know to fear them and survive.
0: And the film is so much about POV. Mm -hmm. Both films are about point of view that that absolutely we shouldn't know because that like if that opening sequence instead had been the military watching, Mm -hmm. that's information. We just we don't need that. We don't don't need it. because Well, and and even and
2: and they even tell us like we're not going to tell you what the military is saying about this because John's uh, Lee Lee asks killian murphy's character what does You're your right. brother on base say about this? they know anything they ask the cops do you, the, the cops do they know anything they all know nothing well and that's they're also, not telling us what they know
0: but right? that that line it's not just good writing right that yeah. line about your brother on base yeah is a line that literally pays off later right when we hear additional like we know that the military was doing something right you know, like we learn these things along the way. It's just fascinating. This the script writing's so tight. Yeah. It's, very, it's very so tight.
2: good. It's so good. And well, and that's why the movie can be an hour and thirty-seven minutes is because they're not wasting their time on useless crap. Right. Right? They're just telling us the information that we need to know. And they're not even telling us in a, a bunch of dialogue that would eat up a chunk of the film from having to have another dialogue scene that's happening. Mm-hmm. They're just telling us by showing us what's happening. And we're allowed to learn with with the characters i mean john krasinski saying the audience who's going to watch this is smart and intelligent so i'm going to let them be smart and intelligent mm-hmm. and have to figure this out with our characters and it allows us to be sucked in to the film more it allows us to connect with those characters more and it pays off in the end so
0: yeah um so i think the opening sequence is slick and the yeah. action in it is slick too yeah that we've seen it you know in the trailer and in the the pre-release that backwards driving away from the yeah
2: we that released last year right it's so
0: the, it's such a strong yeah, yeah. Uh, image that bus backing up from the bus and the fact that they're separated in that opening sequence too is a great way of saying we're gonna this is the this is the type of technology we're, or uh, storytelling we're gonna do yeah we're gonna do storytelling we're gonna break people apart and we're yeah. gonna create parallel suspense right, for you oh my gosh he does it right at the beginning right at the
2: beginning and then we get it for the, almost the entire film the whole film is yep. this
0: tremendous interweaving of suspense plots.
2: Uh, you brought up the 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 fact that this whole film is in pov and we're in multiple people's pov right but i i want to tell you how connected i felt to that sniper to killian's yeah. uh, sniper i i was in his we were in his pov during that that whole scene for right. the most part i mean we cut to the ground we pop but, out right because we're. but you right. can you can understand his thinking by looking through a scope mm-hmm. right you can understand his thinking of like, hey, he might actually shoot these guys. I was waiting for a gunshot to go off because he didn't want people to invade his mm-hmm. his area. If they got too close, he's gonna shoot them. Bear trap happens. He wants to see what's gonna happen with this alien coming through, and then all of a sudden he he finds out that these guys can kill these beings, right? Like you can you can see you can feel like the progression of his thought process right. happening while you're watching this. Uh it's just it's just it's just smart filmmaking. And, and the, smart.
0: right, so there's story that's creating that, and there's camera work that's creating that, yeah. and there's sound that's creating that, and those three pieces together are extraordinary. The way the gun moves, moves. the way the sights moves, yep. its response, what yep. it's focused on, all are telling story.
2: And if this was just like a, if this was just a shot reverse shot of killing on the roof, looking through binoculars and not seeing his POV. It wouldn't. Ha- it wouldn't have worked,
0: right? And it 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 also wouldn't work in a less deft hand, mm-hmm. making that camera hit the points it needs to. Yeah, the camera's blocking, and that idea of those wide shots, like he, Krasinski just utilizes really, really wide shots yeah. so effectively yeah. in suspense. Yeah, it he he does it so well. Like those characters are tiny in our screen. Oh yeah, and you're through a scope, right? Like, and you're still getting the same
2: juice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. And I mean when we were watching the um what was it? It was oh it was when uh it was the it was like the opening, one of the, the opening moments when um what's her name? Reagan goes back to to get the uh oh it's the speaker. And right. she's walking down the stairs and I I said out loud, I was like, Man, I remember that nail in the floorboard of the stairs and in, in that staircase being like What's Evel- Evelyn's dres- going down,
0: right? Emily Blunt's going down the stairs, right? She does late, uh, isn't she the one in that the goes first down the- movie? In the no, in this one. Oh, you mean in the first movie? In
2: the well, in the first movie, yeah. But in this in this movie, um, oh yeah, maybe you're right. She's yeah. going down the stairs because the same, right? Same, yeah, you're right. Yeah, somebody go down. Someone goes down the stairs, but it's they pass this nail, oh. and I just remember that nail being like the most suspenseful thing for me of the entire previous film because I'm like. Well, there's a nail here and they wouldn't just put this nail here for no reason. So someone is going to step on this at some point and it's going to be awful. And they don't I mean, they kind of give this to you a little bit in this film, but like all of a sudden, no bear trap on the leg. And like the thing that's that thing that's most suspenseful is like the pain that you're going to feel and that you have to suppress Right. like in, in, a, in a whole bunch of different scenarios, uh, whether it's childbirth or a, a bear trap. That Mm -hmm. clamping to your leg or a nail going through your foot or whatever happens, you got to shut up.
0: Well, and the intimacy of the violence against the body is such that we can experience that. So like, uh, we um, I I don't uh, this is weird to say, I guess. I don't have any sense of a gunshot going through my shoulder. I just don't have any sense of that. I don't know what that feels like. And and for me to imagine what that feels like, I know I'm wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I I'm 100% confident that my empathy in relationship to the nail in the foot uh-huh. Is on point, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, you know I have punctured myself in my life, like yeah. that happens to people, yeah. and so that puncturing is so t- tactile for us mm-hmm. that not only does the suspense exist, but the suspense is intimate in a way yeah. that we can really feel it and empathize.
2: Well, yeah, w- everybody has felt a sharp object at some point. Well, it doesn't have to pierce them necessarily, but right. we can we could imagine what it would be like accurately if 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 it did.
0: Um, and that's the difference between yeah. bricks falling on you, right. and and so the bear trap is really, it's potent. Mm-hmm. It it it's potent because it needs to be that big, right? Yeah. And he he doesn't suppress, right? Right.
2: No, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know the consequences right. immediately. You know the consequences that are going to come from this. Um, but everything that happens sets up the next thing, right? right. There's every every action has. A consequence or a reaction to that action it, it drives the story forward so there's never a moment that's happening just to happen it's always there's always something happening to move the story to move the plot to move the characters forward there's never just something for the sake of something right the, you know?
0: each piece is each piece is seeding the next action yeah, yeah you're absolutely
2: yeah, right ex- exactly so um, yeah it's just it's such a tight it's such a tight script it's it, the direction is so strong and i just i would love to know how much time and effort went into planning every beat of this film like there it everything down i mean i imagine that he probably storyboarded most of this film would be just locked down
0: i i can't uh, you know the shooting of those interweaved scenes mm-hmm. and so why don't we talk about some of those for the yeah we have these scenes where we see multiple groups in echoed trauma
1: mm-hmm.
0: having the same having suspense right yeah so yeah
2: we're, we're put up into the suspenseful moment in three different locations so right? let's With talk about the, the water and the
0: the the uh, the, th- the middle one I guess so there there's we have um Killian what's his character I don't know What is uh Emmett is it Emmett okay. so Emmett Emmett and uh Reagan are on the dock and yeah. they're being captured, yeah. In a moment that I mean, I have to be really honest with you. You should never go up to a to small a, child.
2: A child. Yeah.
0: Well, I, 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 <laughs> I, I,
2: you know, this thing, this 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 uh, body whizzes by him for a second. I'm like, this doesn't. That never should be. You don't approach whatever being whizzed that, by camera. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, and that's the visual language that he's using, right? Like, we know yeah, as right. an audience member, we're like, no, no. Like, <laughs> this little girl didn't approach you, so you should not approach her. Okay
0: um so so she puts the noose around his neck yeah right? yeah and the noose is attached to like cowbells cowbells or bottles or whatever yeah and we we immediately assume that's the suspense tool right so the suspense tool is that noise will call one of the creatures and he's going to get killed right so that's our that's where we it's, are.
2: it's a little bit of the suspense but it's more of like they've just trapped him right until he can get this off and they're not going to let him get it off
0: and then they're then they're with reagan and whatever awful thing they're going to do to her right yeah we're we're just watching that take place right including the beginning of whatever's going on with her earpiece which is crucial to the story right Mm -hmm. we can't afford to lose that in the meantime um you know we have uh the we have mom going out and uh emily blunt is going to get medicine right yeah so she's left and she's off looking for medicine medicine
2: and and some kind of gas
0: and gas and air right right? She's so looking for gas so that the kid can breathe. Yeah. Is right? it oxygen? Is that what it is? It has to be oxygen, right? Like yeah. it has to be oxygen. Yeah. But but so she's off. She's looking for other stuff too, but she's looking for that. And in the meantime, right, Marcus, that Noah, what is his name? Jupe? Jupe yeah. Juppe, Jupe? Jupe? Something Jupe. like that? Yeah. um, He is, he goes into that space and- He decides to just leave the kid with well, which the- Which is super strange, right? Yeah,
2: well, he attached the oxygen mask to him, but and we all know that the oxygen mask uh, the oxygen is running out in that tank, right? But I don't know if he realized. He does it.
0: not realize. His
2: mom it. didn't tell him that apparently right. uh, before she left.
0: Yeah, and and to some extent, why would you? The, the thing was, you're three feet under, like well, the whole deal.
2: Yeah, you probably won't need to even use this one, right? Going. So, so going to be a couple hours, and
0: yeah. but he and so he goes and he does this look, and we see the art, and we see the dead mother. I assume
2: I was, I would, I imagine wife. it was the dead, dead, right. dead wife. Um,
0: yeah, and then he goes back down, and the he makes a noise, the, the uh, creature is coming, and he jumps into that space, and suddenly...
2: Well, this, this real quick, this was the only re- thing that I wasn't 100% sure of, wh- like, why he would go do this. Why would he go and search? I mean, I understand, as far as plot goes, like, we needed a reason for him to be attacked, mm-hmm. and the jump scare for him was opening up and seeing this dead body, decomposed right. body, and causing all of that stuff to fall over, right? He, it, he his sole purpose in that moment was to cause noise to attract the as a character, monster, right? As yeah. a character. Mm-hmm. But what was his motivation and reason to go up there? Did they ever really kind of give any of that? Was he uh, just curious? I,
0: I didn't see it, and in a second viewing, maybe something will become clear. Mm-hmm. He see at at first, and you said this in, out loud, which we don't actually talk a lot during the film. But you said normally we can't because we're in right. the you said um, theater. Uh, so, something's wrong here like yeah. his his emotional context gave you the sense in that moment gave me the sense that he was investigating to make sure things are all right like something was wrong here yeah because there was that sense that Emmett is could be the a bad guy he's well that's, Reagan, and that's and that's where i thought they together. were take it right right but instead he becomes this tool of sound he runs back downstairs he locks himself in that space and now he's in trouble with air yeah. so we have someone searching for air we have someone locked in a room, running out of air, and then Emmett that, well, falls into the water, yeah. and he's being strangled, strangled. and yeah. he's oh, out goodness. of
2: air. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't even pick up on the and, triple air. And thing.
0: suddenly, the whole co- all three of them are wow. battling for air. Yeah, and, and that to me is so smart. Yeah, it's and subtle, right? Like, so my head is watching that, and then she puts the bottle down and, and blows it up. And I'm like, oh God, what a waste. Like it's painful to watch <laughs> yeah, her yeah, do yeah. that. But especially because the kid downstairs.
2: Well, she had a whole nother bottle, thankfully. Right. But it what a waste because it didn't even kill the monster. No, exactly. Like like if it killed the monster, it would have been fine because she could have just gone down and, and opened it up and they could have just dealt with a crying baby, right? Because the monster that's nearby right. has been killed and you can suppress the baby crying with the extra bottle of air. But this monster didn't even die. So you can't even let the baby out of the thing yet. right? it just was no good and but they did seed they've been seeding this water dripping right. mm-hmm. for like 35 minutes right and at at one oh, right, point i said point. i said okay this water dripping in the kid's face there's going to be some kind of thing that has to come into play with this water sure enough she shoots the sprinklers up and and that goes off and that messes up with what the echolocation of some sort is right being and the
0: water out. was a danger for us in the last movie right so right. the water the flood, the flood. is this mm-hmm. like significant suspense driver yeah um, and here we have it as the tool. Well, and the water, they,
2: they did learn in the last film though, that the water at the same time suppressed the sound right. too, right? Right. So they were able to, to use what they've learned from the last
0: film. So the, so, and that connection's really great, but this idea of everyone needing air and then she goes in, right? And she, she has to escape the creature and she jumps in, shuts the door correctly and we <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. Yeah. You you can't avoid it. Yeah. But we also know there's not enough air, and that creature's not leaving. Right,
2: right. Eventually, they're going to run out of that yeah, oxygen. Just that that whole again. tank will just be useless again. Um, and so she, what does she go out to get again? She goes out to get some meds, right? For, In the for end, the, she's going right, to get gauze. The kid is like she talks about gauze,
0: right? Yeah. And she and and I guess antibiotics, whatever. Yeah. Because that was not a clean trap. Like there's nothing.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that bear trap had probably been used in the past in some for somebody, and now it's just in, and, he. And this kid would, I mean, eventually he'd lose his leg, and then from infection, and then y- you would end up dying from that mm-hmm. infection too. So the antibiotics were like 100 percent necessary, and he'd be in so much pain that you'd have to just kill him because he'd be, he'd be he could, loud. Yeah.
0: and the, you know he, the, I, I love that Emmett's character provides a bottle of like horrible vodka yeah, to yeah, clean yeah. the wound and this, and you know it's just <laughs> not enough it's gonna get us by but it's not enough we have yeah. to do this other thing yeah um, so so that's that's one of these interweaved suspense moments right just yeah unbelievably well crafted
2: yeah it was um, this this triple felt like this triple climax sort of thing and it's something that you know that i think of triple climax is happening a lot in um in star wars george mm-hmm. lucas uses triple climaxes frequently because he splits apart his his characters in those films right and uh it allows for momentum and drive and suspense to happen and you're constantly entertained and also constantly giving your your audience a break from whatever is happening in that scene so Mm -hmm. we get a break for a second of you know emmett and and reagan trying to get away from whatever these this group is and we get to go back and figure out okay let's Let's go back to to mom and, and uh the kid here in the in the cell in the uh whatever. So you get a break, but um that's immediately what I thought of was was Star Wars with, with mm-hmm. these with these triple triple climaxes. I'm glad they did it in this film. I didn't expect that at all.
0: No, and we get the same thing in the end, that final sequence, mm-hmm. and we can talk about leading up to that or whatever, but yeah. you know, when the alien is or creature is killing people and they're in the uh, radio station, and they're working their way to get into yeah uh the, to the on air studio, and in the meantime, on the back end of it, we have the door having right. to open and the creature coming, and now we have people again in this parallel situation where they're both a, a, there's an open door yeah they're both using that door yeah with the creature Jeez. they're both holding the creature back with sound yeah it's.
2: The mirroring is, is, is amazing. It's astoundingly
0: well done. Yeah. the That scene in the uh, radio station was so good between the choice of lighting. Like, suddenly yeah. you can use yeah. red. So, yeah. super cool.
2: Right. You have motivated for colors here yeah. in the space. Yeah. Uh,
0: and that the moment when she's trying to step in, both of us were uh, each thing she's not stepping oh on. God.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. I, th- I mean, she steps in through the window, and I thought she was going to slip on this newspaper or something that's sitting on the top of the. The device on top of the board, and then you see a coffee mug that you think she's gonna to knock over and spill. Then there's a piece of paper that shifts a little bit, and, and there's a like, drawer. Oh my God, like everything! Like John Krasinski, you gotta stop, man, because I'm gonna lose it.
0: And then we, and then th- we have the moment where Emmett stands up to rescue her, and he becomes Krasinski yeah. in the first movie, right? Doing right. the same act, and Krasinski's not gonna give us that right he's yeah we've already had our sacrificial lamb in that yeah
2: we're not going to get it again and and it means that Emmett is now lived up to and redeemed himself because he is now as good he's doing what lee would have done that's right so
0: that's actually a really great point um and so and i you know the the idea that they now have power to this radio station to broadcast this still doesn't mean everything's safe but they're Mm. but they have the ability to
2: Well, now everybody has. Well, right. at least any, everybody in the radius of that radio station. Right. A, anybody who can get that signal. If you're outside of that signal, you're still on your own. Um, and so, you
0: know, you and you still have to have a gun to shoot them.
2: Yeah. You know. Well, or something sharp at least. You need to have you need to have some way of destroying the the brain. Yeah, the clubbing was fantastic. yeah, in yeah. Last yeah what it, I didn't, it, you know, she picked this thing up. And I was like, "This looks like just a regular pole. I don't know what you're gonna club this thing to death because this thing's gonna swipe at you the second you hit it." But it went straight through, like slice. So it must have been like edged on. Or, and one they end, may right? just
0: have like super soft insides too. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It can get she, shot at and be fine. I she sliced it and it was done. Yeah, yeah. Um.
2: but Well, that first one that she shot in the train was didn't didn't die i mean i don't know where she hit that thing it looked like it was in the head but well it,
0: yeah i think if the if if it hits that hard shell it bounces off or whatever Yeah, and you gotta get it in the soft red right yeah. in, in the in the soft flesh and yeah um, hmm. uh, yeah that, and that was a great sequence too that train sequence was really well
2: yeah yeah i mean and you knew a dead body was behind that door right, right. like and you knew you i was waiting for the the indiana jones dead body mm-hmm. to to fall out right uh that jump scare to happen And the jump scares, I don't normally like jump scares, but the jump scares make so much more sense in a movie where it's an actual jump scare for our character. Right. You know, because everything has to be quiet, any sort of shifting or anything, even crows flying out of a train is Mm -hmm. a jump scare. Right. um, Because we have to be quiet. It's not like the filmmakers are hiding something from us and we can be loud all the time and all of a sudden the shot switches over to some being standing right. and, over you and right. there
0: she is she's reaching for a first aid kit mm-hmm. and what is her mother going to be reaching for like all right. of those mirrors those parallels are just yeah. so nicely done yeah
2: yeah oh good catch yeah didn't even think about that uh,
0: well that when she went for the first aid kit i thought that was just going to fall like it's a big metal thing right yeah you I, thought I, the clunk was going to happen um, but and then it doesn't and so you keep getting teased with a sense of relief
2: yeah and what a great shot with her sitting on the floor and then the the slight dolly the slight tracking uh, away from her to pan to, to to rack focus and reveal the uh the monster right. in the at the end, other end of the train
0: yeah coming in Woo. and we and again we're in her perspective yeah. so we and,
2: and you feel so much more uh danger for her because she can't hear right. that being coming Mm-hmm. Like she's like the she, I don't know why she was like I'm going to just going to go out on my own. Like I I know why but at the same time like this you're like the worst person to go out and do this cuz you don't know if this thing is going to be behind you. Or you you can't even gauge how noise. much noise you're right. making. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like that that would be the worst thing about about being, you know, that that handicap, having that disability. Mm-hmm. Um which is also great because I I love that they have they switched about both of these films is that they've switched what some would consider to be a disability and a handicap and make it a strength. Right. That they can utilize.
0: Right. Because so. because they know sign language. Yeah. They're able to do things right.
2: Yeah. Well, and they're using sign language even before the. Exactly. Yeah. They uh, all, all know
0: it. It's all integrated. It's not something they learned mm-hmm. by uh, while they're you know after they have to have it. They have it. Yeah. Uh, and that tool is valuable to them. Yeah, I mean. I, Let's talk about sound. Let's just jump into okay. that. It's worth it, and we can go back to. Uh,
2: I will say first off that it's a shame that in the credits the sound designers are so far down on the list. They should be <laughs> like the. They should come before the cast. Man, they should just be like at the very top. You know, Michael Bay's name shouldn't even be there. It should just be sound designers in Michael Bay's spot. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you th- What did you think? I guess we could talk sound, um, both music and. Yeah, uh, so w- we'll th- you
0: Why don't you talk about how you, what you thought of sound sound first and then we can talk about sound and music. Oh
2: sure. I mean, I it's I mean super su- su- suspenseful, I mean, throughout the film. I mean, whether it's music or just the use of sound. There really wasn't a score to this film, right? There's no I don't I don't feel like I remember music other than su- like some swells happening. Right you know?
0: there. There is music, and the music tells us as much.
2: Is there music? See, you catch music way more yeah. than I do. I don't I don't ever catch it's music. It's I so just well integrated.
0: Feeling. And like, for instance, at the end of the movie, it goes from a minor to a major chord. And that's when we know we're, we're fine. Like we know we're fine when we hear that. Sure. Yeah. 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 And so there is, there is music driving some of these moments. Okay. But that to me is what the cool thing about that is it's so well integrated into the film. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, there were how many, there were like nine orchestrators on this like people who took the sure. music yeah. and orchestrated it for to to be performed to like that's it. ridiculous yeah. but for me that's the quality of that sound creating suspense or action whatever it did is is secondary to the the way sound is used right right so like when when Reagan's headset is off it's just silence it's silent
2: yeah Right. Right. Yeah. It's just silent rather than hearing some humming or uh, some tones and whatever it is. Well, and I I have to say I had this thought during the film was after watching Sound of Metal, I have a different appreciation for what she probably hears. Right. Good point. You know, uh, it's way and what she can hear is going to be way more distorted than what we're actually hearing. On on screen here in the film, we're hearing how how things would normally be for us, but she's hearing a distorted version of mm-hmm. the monster's screech and the the noise her f- footsteps are making. Uh, so I will say, <laughs> any of you who haven't seen Sound of Metal, who are listening, go watch that film and then think about how she's hearing the world while watching right. this film. Yeah, because I did have that thought throughout the film, and I was like, this that that is kind of cool. It would be interesting to hear to actually hear that version with that implant. In the film
0: we do switch perspective with sound though because we are in places where we can hear and places where it's that a muffled sense Mm -hmm. places where it's silent yeah and those switches are equally as disorienting for me yeah for suspense as anything else you know as the visuals
2: yeah absolutely uh yeah i mean i mean the sound just it everything that they do just it it just works i don't really know how to even talk about the sound because it's sound come it, it's it feel it's more of a feeling than it is like an actual thing you know um i i can't really i can't really think of any moment that it that stands out which is good because right. it means it did it it, it did its job it when blended I, in and i
0: think it's consistent throughout the piece too yeah. so right, we, we are constantly experiencing the sound from different perspectives yeah. but because we have been so well trained by krasinski's direction uh and to some extent storytelling since it's all his package right yeah um those switches are natural yeah you know in in a way it's like the use of music uh in baby driver you know right it,
2: it, it it just becomes part of the whole entire thing exactly and you t- if, if music were not playing, that's when it sounds weird.
0: Right. You're just experiencing the story through that sound. Yeah. And we can respond to the cleverness of the beat and the matching of the beat and all that stuff that happens. But right. to some extent, it's simply driving story. Right. And, yeah. and those sound switches, which happen all throughout it. That's why when you say the sound people's name should be at the top the The work they did is so critical, yeah. to our experience. Even if we're not overtly, and
2: I, I would even imagine that the the sound is being written into the script, right? Like I would imagine that while, you know, the line of you know Emmett Emmett has a noose tied around his neck with cowbells on the end of it, like I would imagine the sound cues in a sense are tied to that script, and they're in they're in the direction of that script. They're in the writing. They're in the action. Um, because you'd have to know that, you know, reading it, or else you don't get the suspense while reading. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's does it they do a good job of keeping it so spectacular throughout the entire film that no one scene to me stands out as extra spectacular. Right, you know, it's just so good from beginning to end. Uh, Even I mean, from the opening sequence of not knowing if an attack has happened already, we don't know where we are. We just know we're in that in that town and is really clean but it still feels suspenseful because of the sounds they're using it's mm-hmm. just shots of streets there's a shot of a light changing from green to yellow to red and even right. the clicks that happen exactly on the right. lights are like i it's i'm already in the suspenseful mood because of the the undertones that are playing and the the fact that i can hear a light clicking and i the, shouldn't hear the light bulb click right. on a, on a light
0: the, the the attention to sound becomes so critical and and i think you're your call out to sound of metals right because that film too is so driven by yeah sound this this film is asking you sound is the number This sounds the core of this experience so you're going to experience this straight through and each of those bits really matters whether it's sound that we think is going to be noisy enough for us to Mm -hmm. hear like for instance you know emmett's walking around in boots right and there's Right, there's a different sound quality of that than the barefoot or the yeah, you know, yeah the in, foot. In barefoot. But yeah. in, in in either case, in, in either case, the you know we're uh, we I have to say, like God, take the boots off, dude. Like,
2: well, I know, well, that or like Reagan put on some shoes because clearly boots are fine, right? You know, <laughs> like why are you walking around barefoot? Um, you guys haven't needed to walk around with uh, sand everywhere for the last however long. You could have right. just been walking around. Um, I guess it depends. I, I, I mean, they don't ever tell us, and we, again, we don't need to know. But you know, there is probably some kind of radius of the echolocation that works based on how loud a certain sound right. is. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But
0: let's talk about this island a little bit. Yeah,
2: I have one more thing to say about audio. We've okay, just become audio, so sorry. hypersensitive to anything that even the slightest noise ends up becoming right this thing this 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 experience of like oh my god it can be it could be a slight cough Mm -hmm. or some crows chirping
0: or the sound of the metal door shutting Shutting. that metal like top down right hatch
2: right yes yeah when they're bringing the hatch down yeah literally any noise it doesn't matter if it's big or small because most of the time in this film it's like it's such a it's such a tiny noise that they'd probably cause I mean i had the thought and and you have these thoughts while you're watching the film about sound of like oh my gosh i can imagine carrying these oxygen tanks and i know for a fact that i would probably it's, it's like coming into your house at night and you're trying to be quiet and you end up just being so darn loud right while you're while you're trying to be quiet because you're so focused on not making noise that everything feels so much louder to you than it actually is and i know for a fact i'd probably bump those oxygen tanks into a wall accidentally trying to be quiet Watching the one tank, but the other tank I'm right. I'm neglecting, mm-hmm. and it, that's when it bumps into a wall. And so you just think about sound because you've been trained to be so hyper focused on that sound throughout the film, from the very beginning to the very end.
0: And you're creating suspense for yourself for yourself by yeah. virtue of that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Great. Let's
2: yeah. talk about the island. The right. island. Um, what a wonderful little thing. Because I mean, that would make sense. I, we're learning about the the monsters mm-hmm. throughout this film. Like we learn with the characters again. Throughout the film, we learn that they can't swim. So of course, go to an island. I do have one question. Did did the monster make its way onto a different boat and the boat just happened to drift out to that island? So we saw or Was that monster in the like was it hanging on to the boat that they took?
0: No, it's a different boat. It's a different boat. Yeah, there was so they he was drowning. Uh huh. And before that's the she monster reached that jumped onto that boat, right then that okay. and that jumped onto the that police boat in the back and it, it clawed up to get on it right, right, right and right. then that's what crossed
2: okay it. so that monster must have just watched them leave and just hung onto that boat I oh think, i guess it did, i guess it wouldn't have gotten off because it was in the middle of the right water and right and so it swim. can't so it just floated it to, just drifted and it when it came out i it, guess the current just hear noise takes
0: you right to right. that space okay huh and it, I mean that plays. It plays, and it's yeah.
2: No, I'm totally fine with that. I buy into that. Um, that that's a another. shame. It's a shame that they didn't have. Um, I I was so sure that they this this place was not going to be friendly at at first. Um, that they were going to be very wary of people who were coming on because I right. mean Emmett and Reagan look rough, right? right. Mm-hmm. And I mean I guess these guys have just been on this island for so long that they aren't aware of the other groups out there, the group, groups, right, how bad it right, is, how bad it's gotten and what people are, what people are like, well, because the, they're singing like, I mean, it's like Kumbaya around this fire, right. right? Like they're just, they're just happy. They're cracking beers or pouring coffee, whatever it is. And, uh, I imagine I, I, and maybe this is just cause I've watched a lot of the walking dead. I'm I there should be some kind of security set up around the beach maybe it's because I have played the last of us part one and part two there should be security set up around this island you there should not be two people randomly walking into your camp you know right it shouldn't there, happen
0: but that also lets us know how uh, unsecure they yeah, are how and how naive so they are we, about everything. right at on, this right? point and you know they talk about the fact that they haven't seen anybody new since day three or something, right. right? He might have said day one. I I think he was say it was three days in. Three I think he says okay. three days in. Wow, because they 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 because all the people get killed on the dock, right? Yeah, or, or whatever. At least that's the story he tells. But but when when Emmett finds the boat and he starts that run towards the group, suddenly, as soon as he finds that boat, every noise they make is critical. Yeah. When they come onto the island, the noise is an oddity. There's no stress with the noise. We right. experience suspense with our, yes. our two characters.
2: Because we hear them making noise in this place and it's okay, we immediately say, okay. Right, exactly. They can, we can relax because but this as, new place is fine.
0: As soon as Emmett sees the boat yeah. and we know that guy pulling water out of the the well is, well yeah. is in danger. Like yeah. Suddenly there's danger. That kind of switch is such a powerful storytelling tool. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people die there. I, There's a lot of death. That hurts yeah. me a lot. The the it is one of the dangers of a film like this. Is there has to be uh, death without mourning mm-hmm. because we need that level of violence to raise the stakes and danger for yeah. suspense. Yeah, and it's hard to imagine the number of people who died. And the dude.
2: Well, and there would have been more if uh, man, on boat, Ma- or man, man on island. Oh, yeah, man on island. Yeah, man on island sorry uh uh what is his name jimon hansu uh i think that's his name yeah and uh (laughs) you didn't even get it you didn't even get a name he is man on island yeah not even the man on island. just man on island uh i mean there would have been way more death if he didn't spring into action real quick get in his car start honking that horn i mean the uh, the three of them really make a sacrificial play right to get people away but (laughs) it only would have been sacrificial for so long because if they did die in the way, that monster would absolutely and have returned back. to ransack that. Down. And
0: the two kids getting shoved in the closet, such a good mm-hmm. beat. Like, so, there's all the fabric. Like, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. Those details are great. Yeah. Um, I, uh, but that, but he is our sacrificial lamb, right?
2: Yeah. Well, dude, he starts backing away. I'm like, y'all should have closed that garage door I the second that, you got in there. I don't know uh, what you're doing. Should have closed that garage door. He backs away. He's like, I need to go. I'm like, you're done like you're done that's it and sure enough you know swiped and also they're talking I, they should have just been really really quiet i don't know what what
0: it's just it's panic and his inexperience his naivete which sure you, sure i guess you bring they, up the point right? day one
2: or day three right they've been gone for so long. they don't actually know how to deal with these monsters right and you they don't know how to be
0: quiet you right they haven't practiced the skill of it right yeah. exactly um, and you bring up the you know that point really well uh, about the fact there was no security for their two yeah. invaders that, that that naivete is part of a danger for those characters yeah, right
2: right they haven't experienced so they just don't know
0: i also want to say that we had to meet those bad folks from a storytelling perspective those yeah. bad folks on the dock in mm-hmm. order for the people on the island to be good guys
2: yes yeah 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 right well and and that was my concern was i was concerned about the people on the island because i because it was seeded earlier that right. you don't know what these people have become. Right. And so we get this one, see that happen. Thankfully, I was afraid that we were going to have like a moment where a setup happened and nothing paid off, but we got to see those people. And then I figured, okay, maybe the people on the Island aren't good either. You know, it could very well be this, um, this terminus, right. Right. This walking dead thing where, Oh, it's this salvation, but really it's, it's like the complete opposite, right? Of what they're you just think. you're just going to be dinner, right? Right, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, every everything in this film is just like so specifically planned out. I imagine you could draw, you could draw lines from like this moment at the beginning to where it pays off in the end. Yeah, like Over and over again, there's a thread going to these moments. So and,
0: and that matched with the sort of incredible cleverness of camera work mm-hmm. whether it's steady cam work doing tracking shots or moving from person to person or it's those shots where the camera is either locked down or on a dolly in a big wide and we can, yeah because we can see and you know we talked about this with midsummer right like midsummer's magic <laughs> is that it's in daylight right yeah Right. So, like, I talked to you about Kill List and how I like that movie, and it was like just like Midsummer, except it's mostly at night. Gotcha. And night creates its natural suspense. So yeah. daylight is a place where it's hard to do horror, and yeah. by doing that, that there's a there's a skill set there that's really interesting that it has that impact. Here, wide shots are not native to horror, horror and suspense; yeah. they just don't function. Yeah. And yet, we we see a guy, you know, center screen pulling water out of a a well and we see someone running off in the distance right there's Emmett yelling yeah and we know trouble is about to happen right and we are just waiting and
2: it doesn't even cut to a a another close-up it cuts to a reverse wide shot of a monster just breaking through the frame Yep, and it's 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 like horrifying to watch in a wide shot like they could have easily just punched in on a monster just you know cutting a dude in half in a close-up yep but it wouldn't have had the same sense of panic because you see everybody scatter in that wide.
0: I think that's such a good point about that too, that panic is, the, is a real danger here. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, and they brought that up in the boat situation, that whole conversation about they got these boats moving out right. and all of a sudden, once the first one gets away, everybody's trying to get onto the next one. And that causes like mob mentality panic and everybody starts shouting and screaming. And of course... We know what happens when that when 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 it gets loud everybody starts dying. So
0: And that's why Marcus makes mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Marcus panics when he is when his leg gets hurt. I mean he may have a good reason for that, but he panics when he sees the woman's body, he panics when his mom is leaving, like right. he follows her up. Yeah, if your leg a lot is hurt, yeah. there's no reason to do that. And yeah, then that's <laughs> why he the shuts the door incorrectly, right?
2: Right. Right, right. cuz he doesn't think things through and he needs to breathe and he needs to be calm. Right. And that's why the that's why Reagan is so good at what she does because she's able to breathe stop think and act you know it's the same reason emmett is alive is because he's able to do the same Mm -hmm. thing he's able to think through the moment and not have to panic it's the reason lee was able to sacrifice himself Mm -hmm. at the end of the first movie because he was able to see his kids think about what needed to happen and act on it right um so panic panic brings death for people in in the universe of the quiet place right you know so um yeah it's uh this is a film that like i in both films honestly are films that you need to watch multiple times if you want to dissect everything that's happening because mm-hmm. there's stuff that's thrown out to you so quickly you're still able to understand it but you are sucked in and influenced and manipulated into the film that you can't objectively look at what the filmmaker is doing because you're manipulated by them right there's some kind of emotional manipulation whether it's suspense or more suspense it's really just suspense all right. the way through yeah empathy
0: suspense empathy which suspense. is you know part of the tool of the suspense yeah um,
2: you need to rewatch. right i need to re-watch this film like two more times yeah, to be absolutely. able to really pick out everything that he's doing but i mean both of these films really just if you want to study filmmaking these are good films to do it and not just for horror for right literally any any reason
0: Right, because he's using all the tools really well. And so the idea is, you why, why a wide shot? Why a close-up? What does it do? And mm-hmm. when you're asking those questions, you, you are asking the questions that the craftsman and director is doing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, there's innovation. And, and all of that it, it, it is really amazing. I, I think we should at least spend a few minutes talking about production and costume design. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. The costumes for me are magnificent. Yeah, the the distressing of them, if nothing else. Well, and
2: you've spent a lot of time distressing costumes. I distress a lot of life. costumes. Yeah,
0: The I I I think it is so impressive. Just the fabric on their feet mm-hmm. is unbelievable, but the the detail of the distressed nature of their clothing, whether it's the bad guys on the dock or it's Emmett. Um, and yeah. that scarf around his neck or that bandana around his face. Yeah. the hat he's wearing, all of those things are so beautifully and intimately constructed. And when we think about things in, in a lot of our filmmaking today, because we have this, these big hero stories, right whether mm-hmm. it's superhero stories or whatever, there's a cleanliness of line and costume yeah or a cleanliness of destruction of costume right that isn't about distressing, right? right. Uh, it and,
2: it looks too, too well done. Like the distressing looks like it was too perfect.
0: right. It doesn't look natural. Yeah, All of this feels completely organic., yeah. um, and the same thing with the uh, production design, the the rustiness of places, the the details of paper yeah oh Um, yeah all of those things are so well
2: crafted well uh, same thing can be said about that first film too Mm -hmm. um i mean blown away by the farmstead that they're on right from the lights hanging to the right the knickknacks that are in the on the shelves in the in the radio room where he's trying to figure out the radio and like all everything like everything is so well crafted um and the same thing goes for the bunker that Emmett has been holed up in essentially right? right like the cots to the vodka to the the drawings of the kids, him just trying to remember his his family and what his family looked right. like by drawing them over and over and over again I mean that's heartbreaking and you get a lot of character development through the use of costume and production design like you understand who emmett is you he never they i mean you understand that his family's died not just because he's alone but because of the drawings that he's that he has
0: and and the the way the space. Isn't like a home, right? And how?
2: Yeah, right. It's not set up for three people. It's right. set up for one.
0: In In Quiet Place One, that that farm is a home. Yeah, even though it isn't, it is, right? Yeah. yeah. But in this movie, that that bunker is a bunker. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. It it was it was just done. It was done really really well. Um, and you get the complete opposite when we go to the island. Right. right everybody is clean everyone's showered right. no one's faces are dirty
0: the buildings are warmly lit inside Hey,
2: there's lights on in like there's a legitimate neighborhood it's like been plucked out of time it feels like mm-hmm. uh and there's this cleanliness and security and warmth that these people haven't experienced in 476 days It took them two days to get there or something right. so
0: yeah. and it's shocking it's shocking when we see that boat and the scarring on it, like that's right. shocking in that environment. It's, yeah, and that's really it doesn't fit well crafted. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, even just the fact that there's like electricity mm-hmm. going on is is crazy. Um, so yeah, it and and it it really contrasts. It feels wrong, almost. You right. know, it just it feels wrong. It feels right. It feels like, uh, it feels hopeful. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, this is another. And this kind of moves away a little bit of from the production design stuff, but going back to character a little bit, um, the fact that they've paired, at least for the first half of the movie, you know, you're pairing these optimists with this pessimist, right? You have you have right you have child being born, which is the most optimistic thing, right? This kid has to survive. The only reason Emmett decides to even help a little bit. Well, he actually doesn't. He tells him to leave anyway, right after the baby's been shown. So he doesn't even he doesn't even offer to help them after he's been shown this baby. And that just goes to show how pessimistic he is. Cynical about the situation is that he's lost everything. His loved ones are gone. And even though the uh, um, Abbott family has lost Lee and the young kid as well, they've lost two people as well. She's lost the same the same amount of people the same relationships that exactly. he has. Exactly.
0: That's what's really important.
2: And she is still optimistic because of this this kid. She still has this hope to kind of uh you know survive and she'll do anything anything it takes but he's not willing to to do that um and somehow she convinces him to go after Reagan and that's where that's where he feels like he needs to to live up to what Lee has honestly not even live up to lee but live up to the bravery that reagan has this little girl is like outdoing him in in every aspect um
0: yes specifically her hope right right she and she right her belief her her optimism in in Mm -hmm.
2: in helping everybody right not just herself so
0: right where he's helping no one Right. right. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Not
2: even himself. Right. Right. right.
0: And trauma is trauma, and they all are experiencing. Absolutely. They're you know, all experiencing yeah. trauma, but the that transition, his his journey mm-hmm. is the journey that starts the moment he starts to follow Ray. Right. Right. Like yeah. that's and we get that beat where we think he's. Stolen the headphones and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or the headset, mm-hmm. the the earpiece and right, right. Speaker, he, said he found a boat, and he found the boat.
2: I just have to say, he walked for so long. He must have left the second she fell asleep to go find right. this to boat. To find the boat
0: because they walked for
2: quite a while before they found this boat. So, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I you know the, the baby in the first film. That baby is the scariest thing, and like it's well, yeah. so difficult. To yeah. The death of the baby would be almost impossible to you manage. You couldn't do it. Yeah, you couldn't do it. But this film makes me think it could happen—that
2: the baby could just suffocate and die. At any oh, point. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never, I never, I never thought the kid was going to die. Like I knew that. I'm like, okay, Marcus and this baby need to get out of this thing. Like I know it's going to happen. There's no way they're going to suffocate in this. It was one of those empty threats, sort of thing. But it needed to happen.
0: But it doesn't alter the suspense it doesn't
2: alter the suspense in any way yeah Uh, i i just and actually you know i let me retract that i think one of them could have died right and if one of them were to die it would have been marcus who knocked everything over and caused the harm right Right. but he would have only they only would have killed him if he was able to save the kid by sacrificing himself Right. right he would have given all the oxygen which he did really in the end but,
0: but then he but he he gets such the hero move like he gets yeah he, that last yeah. sequence where they're both both he and Reagan are mm-hmm. walking w- with their individual weapons, weapons. yeah uh, it's it's her weapon it, like she, it was a gen, so it was good. a
2: generational transfer right of of her, their parents doing everything for them to now it's them taking over mm-hmm. it's only been one day really or two days that that, that has passed since this right. kid's been born um, yeah they. They're willing to now do whatever it takes and Marcus has stepped up and hopefully, I mean, I don't think there will be, but there really could be a part three mm-hmm. that Krasinski releases. Uh, I don't know where it would go. There's no like surefire like cliffhanger. Right. But I would be interesting and interested in seeing more of this kind of universe in this story here.
0: Yeah. These these characters are compelling. The situation's interesting and the problem's not resolved. So he could make more, it doesn't need to, because unlike many horror films or Mm -hmm. many suspense films, he wraps the package up nice and tightly. Yeah. He he gives us satisfaction at the end. That satisfaction doesn't feel like safety. Right. It simply feels like we've we have finished this story. And you know, your point about the you know the just over 90 minute runtime mm-hmm. is about making it that story. Like he yeah. told the story he needs to tell. Right. And that story has a conclusion and we don't need to have a secondary scare. Right. Because the right. audience wants an extra 15 minutes. Right. This is where the story ends because this is it. the parallel has been completed. Yeah. These characters have the, finished their the arc. The arc has happened.
2: Yeah. It's a chapter in this book. Right. Right. you, you, you there may be additional chapters. But this is this chapter. It stands by itself in relation to chapter one. Right. Right. So. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I really loved it. I really loved the film. Um,
0: yeah, I agree. I, I. and I would say a hundred percent, even if the theater says <laughs> you can't go in because spill. there's a chemical spill. <laughs> Uh, and I did hear one person come out and say there was a septic tank backing up in the place. Oh, goodness. But that seems that just, like...
2: That seems like not a reason to shun people from the theater. It seems like you should go fix that bathroom. Or everyone would need to go. Uh, like, uh, really, right, including that guy. Right. If
0: it's bad enough to stop the theater. <laughs> anyway, whatever happened in the theater, this is one to see in the theater if just for the sound design Yeah, and those big wide shots well, and, and this screen. may
2: be one, like thankfully for AMC Stubbs, like, we could each, whether it's separately or together... We could find a time next week and go to just go see it again. Yeah, um, and not have the film ruined by audience members necessarily who might be a little bit loud. But I will for sure shush somebody if they're making noise during this film. Fast Nine, different story. I might not shush you, and I didn't shush them. Right. But this is a different. This is a different story. Well, and
0: fa- there are things in Fast Nine that are so goofy. Oh uh, yeah. You, you may need to say, "All right, whatever." Like yeah. even though those young people were not doing that I mean mean, I, there there could be a response back to that that's a that's a a call out yeah a movie this film this film not. is
2: not that there's this is not that and and to be fair that audience wouldn't be going to see this film anyway
0: right absolutely But and when if you're doing that in this film you're doing it because you're scared mm-hmm. uh, and and i at least can have some measure i can of buy that for that bit. like yeah. i can say okay so
2: yeah i definitely think you should go see this in theaters but it was just as good watching this on The couch in my house. I can't say if actually I can't say if it was just as good. It may have been better in theaters,
0: but it certainly worked.
2: It's it's you know turn off all the lights in your house, watch the film. It can be you and a friend. It could be you and by yourself. I watched the first one by myself in the same place here, and it was it was late at night though, so I was like it's dark out and like I'm ready. I think I had a drink with me, and it was, I I mean I love both films, so they work. They work in the house. They work in theaters whatever you do just make sure you watch it
0: absolutely i agree 100 percent. so uh so uh thanks for listening and um i guess we want to find some ways that you can find us online thanks
2: for listening to this episode of the racking focus podcast we'd love for you to join in on the conversation by leaving us a message at anchor.fm slash racking focus podcast The link is in the description of this episode. We'd love to feature you in the podcast and respond to your questions and thoughts in a future episode.
0: And if you wanna track all the films we watch and talk about, you can catch either of us at Letterboxd. You can find me there at John Doyle.
2: And I'm at Josiah Blizzard. The links to our profiles are also in the description of this episode. We'd also love for you to leave us a review wherever you're listening.
0: And we ask you to leave a five-star review because that helps people notice us, but you can leave whatever comments you want about us in the review. That way you can share your opinion and increase the conversation.
2: Lastly, follow us on Instagram at Racking Focus Podcast, where we post screen grabs from some of our films we're watching and where we'll keep you updated on the episodes that are releasing week by week. If you are listening to an episode, we'd love for you to share a screenshot of that episode you're listening to and tag us in your
0: story. Anything else to add, John? Nope, but I think Stephanie has something to say.
1: Next on the Racking Focus podcast, the guys.
2: (laughs) Would you like to do that one more time?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next, gusto. Gusto.
0: Next, the guys will be watching and. Okay. Next on the Racking Focus, I can't say Racking Focus podcast. Next on the Racking Focus podcast, the guys will be watching and reviewing Black Widow.
2: Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast.